Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. All right, here we are, episode seven. So recently there hasn't really been a lot of Horror Nights news. So me and Seamus figured that we should find a way to kind of fill you in on our personal movie style preferences and whatnot. So today we're going to be listing through our top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. And this is top 10 from each of us, so it's not one top 10 list. You're going to get technically, well, maybe 20 movies. We could be very different, or who knows, you might get like, eight of the same movies yeah. on the list. We don't know each other's list. And that was kind of the, the idea, is that we were going to list out by ourselves what our top ten movies were, which, I don't know about you, was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. This was very, very hard for me. I think I started with probably 35 and had to whittle that down to 10, so I have some honorable mentions we'll go through. But If we did this again tomorrow, my list would probably change. For sure. This was, I, I still have been, I had some that were in my kind of honorable mentions that somehow jumped into like my number four spot and it just kind of, yeah. there's really, I don't think a definite top 10 for me. It's definitely an ever changing, especially since it's a pretty broad judgment of just horror movies. This isn't like, you know, psychological thrillers, you know, slasher, whatnot. Right. It's such a broad judgment. So these ones are, it yeah. was fun, but it's going to be very interesting to nail down. Right. And like, that's just, you know. Just warning ahead of time. This is not a best of. This is not a. This is why I think it's the best movie. It's just personal opinion. So it's not going to be any technical discussion of like, oh, you know, the lighting was done this way. And yeah, no. I mean, I'm not an expert when it comes to movie making. I, I know a little bit, but I just I judge things based on what I like about it, how it moves me, whether it keeps my attention or not. Funny stories that like most of my movie consumption is at night. Obviously, I have children, so I can't just throw on a extreme gore horror movie in the middle of the day and have, I wouldn't be you know, great. my four-year-old watch it because she'd probably want to emulate it. So I got to watch it at night. So a lot of what I judge is on is does this hold my attention and not put me to sleep? If I fall asleep during a movie, I'm not sure I'm going to consider it like one of my favorite. I mean, it might be pretty good, but you know, if I have to start it again the next morning because I missed half of it. Yeah, so I mean, for me too, this list was pretty much – the rewatchability factor is kind of how I picked it out is how often do I actually watch these movies and how did they change my perception of movies? Did they alter movie genres? Did they, you know, really grab my attention and hold it for years past? Some of these are a little bit newer. Some of them are older, but I think I kind of lean more towards that newer aspect because just with the technological advancements and the way the genre has grown. There's definitely some recency bias. Uh, Obviously I have, I mean, I'll probably go out on a limb here and say that I have probably more movies from the past than you do. That's what I fear. That's kind of what I was. I mean, that's partially just because like when I judge a movie, I want to know obviously how it makes me feel, but also, you know, what does it bring to the genre? I mean, I'm not just going to pick every slasher because although I like them all, what do they bring to the genre? What do they do for the genre? Did they change the genre? Did they adjust the genre in any way? And then of course, yeah, like you said, like, what were the advancements that they used during the day? Like there's a lot of old movies that although to today's standards, as far as, you know, whether or not it scares you is probably obviously different. But if you get, if you look back and think that like in 1963, when this movie was made, you know, what, what did it achieve? I mean, there's obviously some 
old movies that have just achieved lengths of what they were able to, to pull off. And that's kind of how I, how I vote things. And really when it comes down to it, it's also just how many times do I watch it? Like, yeah. I mean, will I watch a movie 15 times or will I watch it once and never, never think about it again? So yeah. that's what it is. I'm going to probably say spoiler warning. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll try our best not to spoil things, but if it comes down to it where like him and I have a same movie on the list, we're not going to just say the name and not talk about it. Yeah. We're going to discuss these. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll announce the title of each as we step down. And then if you haven't seen it yet and you want to watch it before you hear what we have to say, skip ahead or, you know, these are all relatively older movies. If you, yeah, I mean, well, I hopefully hope, no I hope spoilers, our audience but... has seen most of these, but you never know. I mean, yeah. I have some deep cuts that I think some people haven't seen. So Snape dies. Dumbledore dies. Yeah, Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, crack some beers. Let's get yeah. started. Before we get into it, let's see what we have this week. Oh, I screwed up. There it is. It's the sweet sound, God's nectar. So the beer that we're featuring this week, or, or Nick is going to is going to drink, and maybe I'll take a sip of it. Uh, it's a beer by a brewery called Edmonds Oast. Brewing. It's a brewery that we get distributed down here in Florida pretty regularly, so we have tried a lot of different things from them. Uh, the beer is Cult Leader's Headdress, so we figured, you know, cult, cult leader. There's been tons of cult movies, and some of them that are really, really good, some of them that are eh. But the beer is a grisette ale brewed with 100% Riverbend malt. So when I looked that up, what it essentially is is there's a place in North Carolina near where they're based that does their own malts called Riverbend malt malt company or something like that and i i could be wrong don't quote me on that specifically it may not be north carolina it could be south carolina but i'm pretty sure it's in north carolina mm-hmm. the brewery is based out of charleston south carolina and it was actually started in conjunction with a restaurant called edmund's oast and they brought on a brewmaster that had been working uh, his name is cameron reed he's a, the brewing director at edmund's oast and he started with the greenville beer exchange so he's had a lot of experience in basically being a brewmaster so they are they like to do some different stuff i i'll tell you i've never had a grisette ale before and one of what i've found about that is that a grisette ale is typically a low alcohol and they go for just refreshing um what we like to call crushable in the industry yeah um so it's a beer that you can drink more than one of you know whether it's warm out or it's a nice fall night it's a crushable beer that won't get you tanked if you've had one or two which some craft beers unfortunately have that problem but it's a saison so it's going to be a farmhouse style with um little uh, this says a lot of tart so we'll see but sometimes they have less tart sometimes they have more tart but that's the beer we're featuring tonight if you haven't had it yet before or go check it out if you can find it it's called cult leaders headdress from edmund's oast and i picked this one out just because obviously we're trying to stick with these horror themed beers but the image on the can is actually really cool kind of it reminds me a lot of almost like that beetlejuice it's it's like an elk head but if you look at it without the horns it looks like the Beetlejuice head where you kind of, where they rip open the face and the oh, the nose yeah. stretches um, out and everything like that. Barb, yeah. I think it was. But it's really cool black and white style, very creepy looking. So it kind of caught my attention. Here we go. It's good. You can definitely taste that it's on that lighter side. Mm-hmm. It has that first initial kick of just sourness. It's just weird. It, it tastes almost like a sour. It's very clear. It, it almost yeah, looks like like a fresca. That's typical of a, of a Saison. It's typically sour or tart on the, mm-hmm. on the front. And then as it goes down, you get more of the ale. Yeah, it just kind of tapers off a little bit, honestly. It just, it's kind of like a seltzer water. Very light. It's good. Yeah, it's not as tart as I was... I mean, the way I was reading the description of it, it made it sound like it was really, really tart. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. This is actually a collaboration with um, another 
brewery in North Carolina or in North Carolina called Salud Cerveceria. Um, I couldn't find much information about them. Their website doesn't have really an about page, but they're a uh, North Carolina brewery. And just based on the name, it obviously seems like they might style in more like Spanish style beers. Cervezas. Cerveceria. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. I apologize. <laughs> so anyone that speaks Spanish, don't don't hold that against <laughs> hold that against me. Either way, beer is good. What do we talk about? Some movies. Let's go. Um, so I think what we should do is probably list through our honorable mentions, stuff that didn't make the list. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll touch on them a little bit. We're not going to spend a ton of time on going into each and one in detail, yeah. but you know there are some. I've got five honorable mentions out of out of, out of the thirty thousand that I was thinking of, and there's reasons for why it didn't make the cut. I mean, I'll tell you right now. For me, like outside of my top three, it was really hard to place any of these in any particular order. Yeah, so there really isn't them. much of an order here for me. Yeah, you could honestly probably pick any of these in my top ten, rearrange it, and I'd say, yeah, sure, that works. So honorable mentions, I have I actually have a lot. I have a lot. I don't know if you if you kept some of your longer ones, but like no. I said, we're just gonna kind of. I mean, I, can, I have some in my head. I can yeah. really bring some up. I'm just gonna list through because some of these are real shockers for me. For those honorable mentions, I have the Blair Witch Project didn't crack mm-hmm. my top ten, which yeah, no, I love. Nowhere near my top ten. Yeah, I love it, but it just it didn't to get be, on there. To be fair, I know I've spoken highly of it in the past couple episodes. As far as the movie is concerned, I like it, but I feel like. Now, what twenty plus years on, it's yeah. kind of lost some of its. Yeah, that lost some her. of its some of its magic just because you know, like, and I, and I'm not saying that makes it a bad movie. It doesn't at all. Have I gone back to it here and there? Rarely. I actually yeah. probably I actually did watch it like a month ago when or a couple. We months were ago. talking about that. Yeah. No, not even then. Like, I, I actually I downloaded the game. Oh. When they released, so I watched the old movie and then played the game. But uh, yeah, I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but I, I just I wouldn't put anywhere near my top ten. I don't. I think. didn't put. I left Texas Chainsaw Massacre off of mine. I did too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought that would be on there somewhere, but I I just didn't. Again, I love I, it. I had it. It was in it was in one of the forty that I had in the list initially. Yeah. But I just I, when I was going through all my slashers, like I said, I didn't want to key. I didn't want to put all the slashers just in my list all. just because. Yeah, I like them, but there there are specific slashers, and I've mentioned before. <laughs> Um, that I like spoiler spoiler warning that is that are on my list and they just they beat that one out. Yeah. The Exorcist I didn't put on that no, one was either. that one was tough but I just didn't do that nope. one. Cut that one too. Let's see. I love that movie too. Yeah, but so, not enough not 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 as much as the ones that are on my list. A couple movies that I was going to put that were kind of obscure but really just like a personal favorite like Shaun of the Dead I was mm-hmm. thinking of putting on but mm-hmm. I just I didn't. 1408. Well, that's, that's the hard thing about the zombie genre. Before we go, before we go into 1408, but the the zombie genre. I had um, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, yeah. the first real zombie. I mean, not the first zombie movie, but the first one that we know of, or that we that, that created, or basically said what zombies were going to be. Yeah, like, stab- or, it established I mean, that. I mean, it established zombies as a a real movie villain, a real horror villain, and not only that. I mean, I, you've probably heard this from a million people already, but it really did speak to the day that it was made in, and it's very poignant even to today's standards, especially what's going on this year. To have a black lead in the 60s... Yeah, well, that was huge. It was caught a lot of flack for that. Such a huge deal. And again, I don't want to make this podcast political, but just... Judging by what's going on today, it still speaks volumes. Yeah. Because like at the time that, that was fifty what, sixties, fifty years. Especially in a horror. Sixty years ago. Yeah. I mean there's still a there's still a trope 
today where it says like you know oh the black guy in the horror movie is going to yeah. die right because yeah. that's just, just the, the rules way it is. Yeah. that's why you know the movies that are on my list and you probably can guess some of them that are on it I mean I try to find ones that break the mold that break the, the yeah. cliche and break the tropes because yeah. that's the part of the movies that I don't like I watched a movie the other night last night actually and it's not on my list or anything like that but it's called 0.0 megahertz it's a Korean film I love Korean films but it's still like most movies today they resort to cheap jump scares and if you want to take me out of a movie that fast throw a cheap YouTube style jump scare yeah. at me and I'm already going to check out those are so hit or miss because if you nail it then yeah, bravo you to, I, mean, you, I mean I'm not saying the jump scares can't be used just I mean, correctly they just ha- yeah they have to be used they have to be set up the right way you know make them happen when I don't expect it yeah so going from that whole you know political you know African lead I didn't put Get Out on. It was really it was very close. Wow. I, I I could probably switch it out with somewhere in my top five. Oh, we'll talk about it. Don't worry. But I, I absolutely, <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I figured. And I was I had it on my top ten until probably like ten minutes ago or so. And I just, yeah, I I didn't want to sneak it in because of how recently I had yeah, watched it. I, and again, I, I think like I said before, I think part of I was trying to not let recency bias poison the list i guess in a way but like you said before i mean this list is ever changing i mean a movie could come out in two years from now and i might put it in my top 10 yeah i mean that's just how top 10s work i mean they're not like i said before this isn't a this isn't a oh technically top technical best top 10 this is this is this is subjective this isn't um objective it's very subjective if you said nick put it on your list i'd be like okay yeah I, i love that movie but again there's a lot of movies that i love that i didn't put on i didn't put on cabin in the woods which is one of my, I, I just love that. Ad. I, I kind of wanted to keep that comedy style out, but I mean, oh, no. I was just so original. I loved that with I all the different the figures. Uh, you know, 1408, I said I left off. A personal favorite that I'm sure I'm definitely going to get flack for, but I love Freddy versus Jason. I love that movie. I love these movies. Yeah. That movie's great. Cinematography, you know, that's some of the most iconic shots that you get of them, but. Again, you know, if I did it on solely rewatchability or how many times I've watched it, it would probably make the list. But again, kind of like you were saying, I didn't want to just fill it with slashers. Right. Because, I mean, I'll tell you right now. So I don't, I don't want to interrupt your list. Yeah, but, no, I you mean, jump, jump Wood, on in. Cabin in the Woods was one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, I wanted to include that one so bad. I really did. Uh, and the reason it didn't make it is just because the ones I have at the end of my list, six through ten, it was just so hard to take those ones off of my list. But yeah, Cabin in the Woods, what I loved about that movie is when I was watching it, for me, it's really hard to take me by surprise. It's really hard to scare me. It's really hard to pull the the wool over my eyes, I guess the best way to, way yeah. to, way to put it. I, I'm one of those people that goes to a movie, and I don't talk during movies, but to myself, I'm already te- like guessing this is what's going to happen. This, this is going to happen. Yep. Cabin in the Woods, for the first 45 minutes of that movie, I was like, this is just... It's just another tropey, trashy movie. Man, did they pull a 180. But the moment that the motorcycle hits the fucking thing in the fucking <laughs> the sky, bear. I was Chris like, Hemsworth. what the fuck just happened? R.I.P. Thor. <laughs> right. I was like, you just took like a big he – a, he was a growing name at that point. He hadn't yeah. been like – obviously he wasn't Thor yet, but he was growing as far as like movie stars go. And he was playing that hunky like I'm the fucking badass dude. And like when he drove his motorcycle into an invisible wall, smashed. I was like, what what's f- going on? Well, okay, well, hold it. Like, I went from being like, meh, to holy shit, this movie is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, this movie just went from nothing to something because yeah. it totally takes that, it, it plays on the merit of all those tropes and basically turns them on their head in the sense that, like, 
it's almost like a meme movie, but like yeah. in a good way. Like it's it, a whole it's memeing the genre. Yeah, and I love the whole gambling aspect. Yeah, everyone's just oh, yeah. betting on who's well, gonna like, make the you're kills. You're watching the movie, it's... and then you see these two dudes: the guy from fucking Happy Gilmore, yeah, and then the other guy who plays the dad in every fucking movie he's in. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? Like, I like I laughed. Like, they're funny. They're funny jokes. But I didn't know what the hell was going on until yeah. that until the end of it, and then when they go down the You're fucking like, elevator, gotcha. and, the movie, and they go through the fucking box thing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Holy shit! Like, this is, oh, this now is the I greatest thing I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah, it was really hard to keep that one off my list, so it definitely gets an honorable mention. Um, a lot of the ones you were talking about, I took Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's nowhere near my list. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, not on my list. Really? Okay. Um, I love Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street. I really do. I love Freddy Krueger. Again, there's just so many. It's so hard to put a top ten list, especially when it comes to a genre like horror. That I just I couldn't put it on the list. Some of the ones that are on my honorable mention list list, uh, The Conjuring. Yeah, it's not on top ten, but it was close. I mean, it was really close as far as ghost story goes. Kind of reinvigorated the genre a little bit when it came out. The like, whole yeah, just took it that Amityville yeah, horror, horror and turned it upside kinda, down. Horror was kind of like, eh. and then James Wan, who was a master at it, yep. was just like just recrafted he, it. He will be. Spoiler warning: He will be he will be back later Somewhere, in the, yeah. later this episode. But yeah, James Wan is just he's he's a he's a master he's a master class at, at, at directing horror movies. Like I don't think he's done a bad one. To no, be honest with you. I mean he's been some poor sequels that kind of spawned out of his movies. Yeah, and wasn't you know he was probably just a producer right. in but some sort he, of aspect. Like yeah, I mean The Conjuring was such a good retelling of a traditional ghost story that claims to be true. Um, another one that I wanted to put on the list, a couple of them actually. So. We want to talk about 80s camp. I put Reanimator on my animal interest list. I wanted yeah. Reanimator to be in the top 10, but I just couldn't find a way to put it in there. I love Reanimator. It's it's so goofy and campy and funny and so weird and it's so HP Lovecraft. It's not even like it's just it's amazing how for as goofy as it is, how as, well it does how it. Well, how well it's done. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a really good movie. But there is one that I don't know if anybody some people I'm sure the, the how horror hounds like us have know what this movie is, but I don't know how many people actually have seen it. It's called Hush. Now what Hush is is essentially the home invasion style horror movie where you're you're at home you're you think you're safe because it's your house and it's your it's your it's your castle and then somebody breaks in and may turns your life upside down. I mean, Us did it really did, did it pretty good. The Strangers was another one. It was did, yeah. did that did really good. And Strangers, like you want to talk about a movie that kept me up at night. That movie that was creepy. That was hard to sleep after watching that movie. But Hush is really cool and unique in the sense that the main character is deaf. So she can't hear anything. And the whole setup in the beginning is this dude. I don't. I forget exactly the details. It's been a while since I've seen it. But the dude basically breaks into her house and terrorizes this woman. But for the better part of the beginning of the movie, she doesn't know what's happening. She doesn't know he's outside. She doesn't know he's there. She doesn't know he's breaking into the house because she's deaf. She can't hear it. Yeah. And, you know, it turned, I mean, I don't want to go too much detail, but, I mean, eventually she, you know, she has to defeat the odds and beat her Figure attack it all or out. everything yep. else. But just that aspect of having a deaf character and the way it was filmed and the way it was shot was really unique to me. So I liked that one. Just didn't quite make the cut. Yeah, almost. Yeah, I had, I think, a couple more. I didn't put Insidious on. I which didn't, I was, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, one. which I, I love it, and Good but movie. again, again yeah, with said, that but. get out aspect, I, as much as I love it, I think it might be that time will tell. You know, I, I still watch that all the time, but maybe it's just okay, because so I've, I've seen gonna, it in I've the most recent years. That you're gonna be like, mm, yeah, it's too but, new. But no, but I I also have a lot of new ones too. Yeah. You know, my mine is pretty sprinkled here and there. Yeah, now that, now that you say Insidious. Oculus or what is it? Oculus, Oculus? is that yeah. the one? Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of the same route. route where yeah. it's one of those movies. I think they both came from the WWE productions, right? Or one of them. Was. Insidious wasn't. Oh, Oculus. Uh, Oculus was that. That was with like um. 
Well, WWE did that, and they did See No Evil with Kane. Yeah, so the, I mean, the reason I bring that up is because some people see WWE productions and they go, Meh, and they pass it off as like, yeah, just that's not going to be any good. It's a wrestling, it's a wrestling production, uh, but it actually turns out to be pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, they so can put together if I they get the right people, they just license out their characters and let the pros do the, their thing. All right, so ready to dive in? Yeah. Or do you have any? Uh, I mean, as far as other honorable mentions, I'm trying to think of the ones I cut from the list. I mean, there were a few. I mean, I didn't put Psycho on it, and I wanted yeah, to. I didn't. I didn't put any Hitchcock. Um, I also left off. I mean, I, I trust me. Like, when I first put the list together, like I said, I was telling Nick earlier before we started. I sat down during work, like as I was working, and I kind of just, as I thought of them, I would list them in my list. I mean, by the time I was done doing that, I had like fifty-five to sixty listed out, and then I had to cut that down to ten. Yeah, I was. So looking. I had, I had Psycho, I had Birds, I had, um, I forget the name of it, but it was the one where Vertigo, Vertigo. Vertigo. Um, so yeah, I love Hitchcock. But I can honestly say I haven't gone back and watched many of them. Those are they're fun movies, but it's not a highly rewatchable. I'd say you know I, you have to watch I'm, it. It's a classic. A lot of people probably are going to disagree with that, only because yeah. it's Hitchcock. I mean, Hitchcock's one of those directors, kind of like Kubrick, in the sense that he, you don't speak bad about the Godfathers of the genre. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. I trust me. I get it. I love Hitchcock movies. He's the master of suspense for a reason. And he said himself, it's like you know, if you want to shock the audience don't treat them as stupid people essentially i mean like you got to tell your audience what you're what you're trying to do but it's just again with the ones that i had that i kept coming back to it's just like there's reasons why um i didn't put them on here another one that i thought of too which is more recent but i love i love the uh the route that it took was it follows yeah there's another good one and again really good movie wanted to put it on the list it just couldn't beat the ones that i had on there so I mean, I'm ready when you are. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll just go through our, our lists, 10 to 1. We'll each say what our 10th, our 9th, or 8th yeah, is. Yeah, we'll go one, one at a time. We'll just explain them, and we'll react if we've seen it. If not, you can kind of just walk us through what it is, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, so, and do you I'm, want to start? Want me to start? I'm excited just because we haven't – our lists are probably going to be all – I know mine's pretty all over the place. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to have a couple on here that are the same. Yeah. I would oh, imagine. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that um, you're going to find out – just kind of who we are yeah. as fans yeah. and who we like as far as directors and, and, and writers and that sort of thing is. But feel free to. This is these are the episodes that I can't wait for. Like I love the HHN stuff, but yeah. like I love just talking. This about is good, and this is going to genre. This is going to give you guys a preview of, you know, that quote unquote off season for horror nights. We're going to keep this going year round. Yeah, we're, we're probably going to bring in like we'll bring in people and we'll just make fun of their lists. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll just bring in guests. Like your list is trash. Dude. We'll bash them, and then we'll just get bashed back. But, yeah, I mean, this is what the off-season is really going to be. We're going to, you know, probably do a lot of lists. We're going to do a lot of reviews and stuff like that. So just because it's not HHN, we're going to keep that horror aspect rolling. All right, so number 10, you want to kick off yeah. your number 10? So my number 10 horror movie of all time, and I, I will say I stretched a little bit because I don't know if this was classified specifically as horror, but Netflix had it under horror, so I don't care what you think. <laughs> it's The Invitation. Okay. Have you seen the invitation? I don't. Ha- I have not seen that one. So the invitation is, for me, by far, the one movie that kept me up watching it. First of all, I didn't fall asleep because I couldn't because the entire time I had this weight in my chest just there because of the tension that it created. It created so much dread and suspense and tension. It's a very. I was preface it by saying this. It's a very slow. It's a very much a slow burn. It is a slow movie, and it, not to say that it's like hard to get into it first, because it hits you right off the bat, and you have to watch it and see what I mean. But as far as what the purpose of it is, is very much a very slow build up, 
but the entire time you're just like oh my god what is going to happen to these people like i feel like if if a movie can take me to a point where i feel like i'm there and i feel i feel the same dread the characters are feeling they did their job it's going to do the job and i've watched this movie three or four times and it does the same thing every single time i watch it even if i know it's coming yeah i'll have to check that one out because i think i've seen it on the suggested four yeah well here's the thing is like so the thing i love about netflix and i love about shutter and a few of the other streaming apps is that like when it suggests things to me like at first it takes me a while to be like eh, it doesn't look i mean just from the description and what the the picture was it just doesn't look that that captivating why would i watch it but a lot of times i had to force myself you know what just try it because it hasn't been wrong yet like yeah. it like they nail it like it's creepy it took me a while to watch it and when i watched it for the first time i was like wow i'm surprised it took me this long to watch it and i'm sure some people are like oh it took you so long to watch that movie what, what are you crazy it's a great movie it is by far one of the i don't say hard movie to watch it's just really hard to watch it and not just be feel it like feel it yeah i mean like i'm not kidding like this is a this this sense like if you've ever had a panic attack before like, it's not that extreme but that that feeling of just like what's gonna happen yeah and it, it, the story is very basic i'm not gonna lie to you like it's not a very in-depth detailed where or most horror like, movies are pretty basic yeah, on a I mean, whole the, it wasn't it wasn't like an abstract I have to kind of figure out what's going on. Like it's pretty clear what's happening. Yep. But it doesn't matter. It just it just creates so much anxiety mm-hmm. in, inside of you. So that's why it's my top. It's in my top ten. Yep. So I got so for number ten, we'd actually talked about it last week. I threw Scream on there. Mm-hmm. I just loved that '90s style. I loved what it redid and it just kind of took the industry and put it on its head and mm-hmm. you know turned itself on itself. And that ending, that twist, I don't think I could ever have seen that coming when I watched it initially and just Ghostface is iconic. It's not just a slasher movie. It has a lot of that aspect, but it has that kind of, I don't know if mystery is the right word, but that unknowing factor of, you know, who is it? Well, it's this guy. And then, Oh no, it's not. It's this guy. It's that guy. It's, you know, it goes back and forth. So I think for that factor alone to give me that something to think about is why it kind of cracked under my top 10. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean like that movie, Again, we're obviously coming from a point where like I've watched a lot of these movies post the build up. So like obviously that movie came out ninety six. I was a little young to probably watch it at the time. I probably did watch it when I was when I Yeah, came before out. but probably shouldn't have, but going back to it, I mean, like we said last week or the week was last last week that last. yeah, I mean it just it, it reinvigorated the slasher. I mean slashers were dead at that point and then that movie comes out and it goes, Hey, we're gonna take it in a completely different direction and do different things with it while staying faithful to the yeah and i almost said that i don't have a lot of slashers on my list but i actually i i'm looking through and i got a, i got a couple but for specific reasons yeah. but we'll kind of get there when we get there yeah so I'm then sure this, we're probably gonna have the same one yeah i think at some point yeah oh yeah it's they're they're on there uh so number nine i'll go i'll start with that one so my number nine was saw okay yeah so I, all right so this is what we're gonna run into an issue where yeah. i think that we didn't, we didn't really talk about what we we're going to do with it. So it is on my list. Yeah. But it is not here yet. Yeah. So do you want to wait till it gets to where it's on my list? We'll, and we'll, we'll talk wait. about it. Yeah, we'll hit. We'll, we'll go. Because I want to talk about Saw. All right. Because I love Saw. We'll go. Let's talk. Let's talk. We'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, let's, we'll let's, give let, your let, perspective then. I'll do mine now. Yeah. It's so fine. we'll kind of bounce back. But Saw, for me, you can pro- you're probably going to agree, was just a complete game changer. I love Saw. That movie. I love the first Saw. I, I hate had, the rest of them, but I love the first Saw. I had... Again, much like I was talking about with Scream, where it, it kind of pulls one over on you, I had no idea. That ending is just iconic. Mm-hmm. Now, the sequels, again, 
you know, obviously they're not cracking my list or in my honorable mentions, but I do enjoy watching them up until I don't even know how many they made. But, you know, two was manageable, three was okay, but it was just that that Jigsaw character, that mystery aspect, I loved it. It was just, it was an absolute home run uh, of I a mean, movie. I mean, and I've, you can rewatch it all I've the time. I've watched that ending alone yeah. on YouTube multiple times. Not just the movie. I mean, I've watched the movie, and we'll get to it when I get to my, to my point. I don't want to get too much detail, because I love, again, I love Saw. I literally, like, we saw that in the theater when it came out, I think back in 2004. Him and, yeah. I, him and I actually saw it. It blew me away then. It still blows me away with how effective, how effective that movie is. And, the fact that uh, I want, I'm gonna wait a little bit because like, <laughs> right, right. it's, it's I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty high on my list. Yeah, but I love those that low budget that oh it's my just, god, it's it's simple. It, it takes place almost entirely in one fucking room. Yep, and it's just so and simple. It's, effective. it's a simple concept, but it has so many twists in it. It's, it's such a good movie. Yeah, you know? so we'll we'll we'll, we'll, come we'll come back discuss to it. a little we'll, bit more. We'll come back it. to it in a minute. Uh, my ninth movie in the list is Get Out. Okay. Um, yep. That's probably where I would have landed mine. Yeah, it, it was hard for me. I, I wanted, to, I wanted to say, let me put it in my honorable mentions. It's too new. It's still, it's one of those movies where like, it's kind of a divisive film to a point, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, I know that people will look at it and go, "Wow, it's just making a political statement." But you know what, though, it works. Mm-hmm. Like that movie, I rooted for the main character. It had a twist. I mean, the twist in it was was. Yeah. I mean, you could say the twist was kind of cliche, but and you could kind of see it coming. I mean, it. Obviously, I'm a white guy, so like I don't know the feeling of being a I, black dude, yeah, dating a white girl. I can't put myself in that situation. A, a, the white girl's family. I'm sure it's terrifying. I can imagine it being terrifying. Um, now, tenfold, you're at a right. And that turns you know, out a murder tur- turns, auction. <laughs> it turns out they're taking your brains and sticking or stick and sticking old white people's brains in it. Like, yeah, that's ter- that, I mean, That's terrifying for anybody, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. So, but it's still, it still it captivated me. The yeah. story captivated me, uh, and Jordan Peele. Going into it, you're like Jordan Peele. I mean, he's the funny guy, right? Yeah. He's, he's Comedy a comedian. Central. Like, uh, yeah, Central. Guy? I love that show. Wait, he's doing a horror movie? Yeah. And then you go see it, and you're like, because well, first of all, first you see the reviews, and it's got a hundred percent on fucking everywhere on fucking everywhere. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, hundred yeah. percent until one jackass had to ruin it. Yeah. Two jackasses of course, had to ruin it, typical. Ninety-eight, fucker. But the point is, is like you're like, all right, well now I have not have to see it. Like yeah. I'm not not gonna see it. And yeah, I mean, Jordan Peele. I mean, I did. I said it when it came out. You know, hats off to you, dude. Because like that movie, that movie changed the game for me as far as horror is. In, yeah. At least for today's day and age, like it really went places that I didn't think that the way Hollywood is, you could go that way yeah. even today, which is scary to it say. It was but, shot beautifully. The story oh, was crafted good, good. The casting was amazing. Such the comic movie. relief was hysterical. Oh, I mean, but that's, and that's the thing. Like you, when you have a when a comedy writer can do something like that. Even like what's his face there? Um, oh shit! Uh, Eastman and Down. Danny McBride. Danny McBride. He wrote who Halloween. writes a lot of horror movies. He wrote that new Halloween. Wrote the new Halloween movie. Like they can they bring a, a fresh look to it. And they're fans too, like, which is nice. Yeah, right, and it, it helps when you're a fan. Like obviously Jordan Peele's a fan of horror, so that's why it works so well. And that's why in a way Us was so disappointing. Yeah. Because I liked Us. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like the message was kind of lost on me. It, I didn't quite understand what that movie was going for. But Get Out, like it was so simple. And it was kind of predictable. I mean, when he got to the house, I was like, I kind of see where this is going a yep. little bit. But I didn't expect the ending. I didn't expect no. that to be what it was. Yeah, that no. That was crazy. I didn't see the auction aspect of it. I saw it was yeah. just kind of like a murderous yeah. I mean, style house. And then, of house. course, it turns out with the, 
Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything, but, but the girlfriend, like, holy shit. Like, oh, yeah, she deserved like, what she like, got. Motherfucker. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yep, she got you it. Stupid bitch. She's getting it. But yeah, I, it's such a good movie. And if you haven't seen Get Out yet, what are you doing with your life? Like, yeah. go see that movie. Even if you're not really a horror film, see that movie. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Fun fact the gentleman playing the the one who says, Get Out, Get Out, when he gets flashed with the camera, mm. is the same dude that was in the Gems movie that just came out with Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. He plays oh, oh, yeah. the uh, black dude that is his buddy, bringing him Kevin Garnett and all his friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the same dude. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's my ninth. All right. You want to uh, get my eighth? All right, yeah. so we'll go right, we'll go right to my. So this is another one you're probably going to be like, <sighs> so I went Hereditary. Okay. And hear all me right. out. Hear me out. So I love Hereditary. I saw that movie in the theater. I go to movies by myself a lot because I'm a loser. But, and it helps that my wife doesn't like horror movies. She hates them. Um, Freedom. Free at last. Free at last. I loved Hereditary. I still love Hereditary. I've watched that movie five six seven times just in the last year i mean a movie to me it's so hard to do things in horror nowadays without it coming off as oh well you saw that one yeah saw that before seen this before. been there done that and, and trust me there are things about this movie that you're like all right yeah okay we've seen it before but it's so effective the way that movie is shot like the very opening scene where you're going into the model home mm. and it becomes the bedroom of the sun it plays on that on that aspect so much throughout the movie. I, you feel like, when, watching that movie, I almost feel like it's shot with like a, uh, what is that? There's a specific technique that gives you kind of a, it's almost like a toy feel. When you're seeing something yeah. that looks like toys, but even though it's real things that they're filming, the way that movie felt to me was like I was looking at a dollhouse, which plays in the theme of the mother making being a physical yeah. miniature creator. And then at the same time, dealing with the family and like, the whole idea of is evil hereditary is it something that can be passed down to generation to generation i thought the ending was a little cliched but it still worked for me yeah like i still it's i didn't feel let down at the end and that and that movie had so many what the fuck moments mm-hmm. like when the girl, little girl's head gets fucking knocked off <laughs> I'm like what the fuck like like that, that's literally what i said out loud in the theater yeah and that was um, what like 30 minutes in so like, like you thought in? she was like so, um, good I mean, to go first of all you're like first of all like Dude, that son's a piece of shit. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. pay attention to your fucking sister. I get that she's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. But you know what? Like, but chill, man. But chill, dude. Like, I get you're trying to get fucking laid, but you know what? Save it. Like, you're like, you're thirty minutes in, you're like, holy shit, this movie just went a, just took a just took a turn. And then at the same time, at the end of it, when the mother starts going crazy and then she ends up being possessed, and like, yeah. and she's crawling on the fucking wall. Yeah. Like, again, I don't get scared at movies, but if they creep me the fuck out. It's I'm effective. Gone. I'm done. And again, I don't know how much more I can say about it. I love that movie. Hereditary is amazing. You got to see it. I'll say the same thing. I watch, this, I watch a YouTube channel and they talk about movies all the time. And one of the guys on there, his name is Dan and Dan Merle. I'm sure someone listening to it knows who I'm talking about. Loves this movie. I love this movie. I agree with him that uh, What's Her Face, uh, the, the lead actress in it, should have won a fucking Oscar for it because her performance was was amazing. Yeah, I, I love Hereditary. So, so I would have put it higher in this list if I could have, but yeah. there were just ones that I couldn't put above. Yeah, so for this, for Hereditary, I'd have to rewatch it because I remember seeing it in theaters and I think at the time I was a little underwhelmed That's with it. That's why I'm kind of surprised yeah. you so almost I want, agree with me. But Yeah, I want I will see it again just to give it its due. I, I know it's very highly acclaimed, but when I first saw it, that initial C didn't really do it for me. It kind yeah. of, I, there was a lot, a lot of recent horror movies I've just kind of pushed to the wayside whether it be hereditary the witch midsummer yes, the witch too you know those movies were just kind of meh for me i didn't i just wasn't in on it so i'm kind of pretentious i will admit yeah so part of me is like when it comes to movies like i'm super pretentious and if, if it's mm-hmm. if it's a high 
concept movie, or and I'm not even saying it has to be high concept because Hereditary is not high concept. I wouldn't consider it high concept. But you're right. I mean, there's definitely some movies that try a little too hard yeah. to be like interesting and unique, and then they end up failing, and, it's and just, it makes it mad. yeah. It falls so I get what itself. you're saying. I yeah. get what you're saying. Like I think. I can see why you don't like The Witch. I can see why people don't like The Witch. Yeah. I loved The Witch up until the end of it. Yeah, it was just, it, it like, sealed the deal for me. Not that I hated me. the ending. I just hated the fact that the fucking goat talked. Like, I wanted <laughs> Black the, Phillip. I literally wanted the goat to just stare at the girl. And, and then the it. girl walk off with yeah. the goat. That would be enough to tell me, hey. It's Black Phillip or he's right. the devil. I'm not you know, talking about The, the Witch, possession. but that's but, the one thing yeah. The Witch I couldn't stand. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that, that's my kind of take on her editorial. I'd have to watch it again to give it, a, you know, maybe it's justice, but... I'd be at least willing to watch it again, whereas like The Witch, I'm not watching it. Shot. But um, so for number eight, again, kind of in the in the the world that I said I wasn't gonna put on my list. <laughs> oh, sure, I put it on my list. <laughs> I got Nightmare on Elm Street on my list. That's fine. Which yeah. So spoiler ahead on my list, I do not have Friday the Thirteenth. I don't either. So they mention my own mentions either. Yeah, no, I should and, have. And I, I think didn't. I like the series and the character more than an individual movie. That's exactly how I felt when it came to Friday the Thirteenth, and it's the same with Nightmare. Why I like, why I didn't put Nightmare on here is because not one movie in the Nightmare canon for me is a top ten favorite movie. I love Freddy Krueger. The character, of the series, I love is amazing. Jason. Yep. But I don't love any of the movies individually to say like I love it more than the ones that I have. Yeah. That's that's the problem, and like. I mean, I'm not going to take over your time, but yeah, it's the reason Nightmare is not on my list. Yeah. It's like, I love Freddy, but just I didn't love the movie quite as much to put it on the list. It's, it's one of those retro movies for me. Yeah. It's, like, it's like I think back on it highly. And the part that differentiated it away from the others for me was it's not just, you know, this in, unkillable thing yeah. right. slashing his way through the woods. Right. And, you know, it, it, it kind of twisted it up a little bit and you know he's in the dreams he's mm-hmm. used to be real he's not real blah blah mm-hmm. blah and then the aspect of the creativity that they could grasp from being in the dream aspect is kind of why it, it crept its way and again this was on my honorable mentions probably i think this is the one that probably replaced get out so it, they're just very they're very close yeah, on there I hear so I, hear. I mean for I, today nightmare, yeah, on Elm I mean, nightmare there. probably should have been on my honorable mention list i probably should have done that but yeah you're right i mean i, I it, what differentiated him from the other slashers was just that he had a unique way of attacking the yeah. victims. And I that, 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 to me, was made that movie cool. But, again, going back and watching it today, I like it. It's It does its job. I mean, it, it, I watch it, but, again, I watch it because of Freddy. I watch it to see Freddy. Yeah, not the story. not the movie. Yeah. I don't watch it for the main actress. I don't watch it for anything else but Freddy. And to see Johnny Depp get sucked into a bed, yeah. but that's besides the point. Number seven, for me, I think is probably, I would just say, not on your list. And I don't think it would be in your honorable mentions. And I don't think it would be in a lot of people's favorite movies. So it goes really back to personal preference of just, I remember seeing it in theaters. I remember the reaction that I had to it. Mm -hmm. And it really drew me into this aspect of horror. And I got to give number seven to Signs. Okay. M. Night Shyamalan. Didn't even think about it. But I can see it. Yeah, science is pretty good. That I first mean, time you see that alien walk, oh, yeah. that Spanish, that little Mexican party, and we're like, yeah. vamanos, children, uh, vamanos. vamanos. <laughs> and then you just freeze yeah. frame on this giant green thing. Like th- Before th- he was Joker. That movie put me on to that sci-fi aspect. It put me on to Shyamalan, where I, I think I had previously watched Sixth Sense, but 
Signs is one that just opened my eyes more. And another movie that was on my honorable mention that everyone hates was The Village. But I, I hated that movie. I I think I saw I think it holds the record until <laughs> until Avengers Endgame came out. I think that held the record Probably. for most times I saw was... a movie in the theaters. Oh, really? <laughs> I loved it. I just I loved that aspect. So neither here nor there for the village. It didn't make it, but signs for me was just again, it's not just a sci-fi horror, and I get the whole plot failure to conceptualize that why would an alien that's allergic to water come to earth where it's primarily water just well so my answer to that to that theory and not to cut you off but the theory that whole thing drives me nuts because it's the same idea with how war of the worlds ended and the fact that war of the worlds you know the aliens ended up losing because they're they they couldn't handle earth's atmosphere they made the mistake they were it, it was it's really kind of a it's a play on the idea that much like how America is very imperialistic, like we kind of jump into things without thinking. And the idea that aliens come here and you think that, oh, they're going to wipe out the human race and then turns out that, hey, guess what? They're actually, you know, weak to something here. So yeah. I, I, I can see it. None of the Shyamalan movies, and, and I didn't even give him any thought, to be honest with you. And I apologize, I'm not Shyamalan. I know you're not listening, but he's definitely like, he's the king of PG-13 horror. Yeah. He and, really is. Like and, he's the king of making a PG thirteen more actually relatively watchable. Yeah, and the signs one just really mm-hmm. hit it home for me. Yeah, and I want. I, 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 so I guess that's a kind of a lie. I did. I did kind of think about um, the sixth sense because I mean, it, it, the twist at the time was really good. But again, like I said before, much like the Blair Witch Project, I couldn't put it on the list because. You, just that you, one when, thing when, alone yeah, but when you know the twist is coming at that point yeah, it's not as rewatchable it, it makes it less effective because nothing else nothing matters you know it doesn't really it doesn't, it doesn't have the same effect because you know it's coming so you know why he's doing the things he does yeah. you know why she's not talking to him you know why that like yeah. it's a good first and second watch but then after that because yeah. you know second watch you can look for those little yeah, exactly. keys but after that you've kind yeah. of you nothing, put the I mean, puzzle not, together not to take away from the movie because the movie was great Bruce Willis and the little kid there they had Joel, Haley Joel Osment. I mean, they had really good performances, but just couldn't put on the list. So my number seven <laughs> is a movie that I'm sure you've you've probably seen, maybe not. Um, it's The Babadook. Oh, yeah. Yep. So The Babadook, again, it's one of those movies that I saw it on Netflix. It was a Netflix suggestion when it first got released on it, and I watched it for the first time alone, and it was one of those movies that, like, it didn't scare me in really any way I get what they were going for as far as trying to scare you but what made me uncomfortable pretty much the entire movie is just how bleak that that situation was for that woman I mean she was dealing being a single mother to a child that was I mean not gonna lie you was kind of a tyrant but I mean being terrorized by a by a faceless and a seemingless you know you, you couldn't see the ghost you really couldn't see the Babadook but just Every scene in that movie gave me dread. It gave me that feeling of, what's going to happen? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? And it was like the first movie in a long time that I sat down with a group of friends and watched mm. and got to enjoy get everybody. To see the reactions. Got to enjoy everybody squirming the yeah. entire time. And it's a very, I mean, I hate using the term smart movie, but it is a smart movie. It's a very smart movie. It's very well done. Um, very well done movie. Very well acted. I mean, but I can go back to that movie tons of times and still get the same feeling of, oh, my God, this movie just makes me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, short and sweet. Love the Babadook. Had to put it on the list. Gets it done. So I guess it's back to me. Now, my number six movie, kind of like The Imitation, I cheated a little bit. I mean, you may not consider it a horror movie. I consider it a thriller horror movie. We talked about it last week as well. It is The Silence of the uh, Lambs. Yeah. 
Um, I love The Silence of the Lambs. I remember this movie being in my dad's VHS collection. Uh, didn't know what it was. Called The Silence of the Lambs. I'm like, ooh, this must be this a, is a kid's this movie. This must be a fucking, like, a family movie. This or is for me. Crazy. I um, love lambs. Parents never let me watch it, so I watched it when they weren't home. Sorry, Mom and Dad, but I had to watch it. It was not a kid's movie. <laughs> to my surprise. To my surprise, it was a very <laughs> horrifying, um, horrifyingly insane movie. That's why the, I am but the way so I am. so well done, so well put together. Probably why the way I am, exactly, probably the way I am is the reason, I, probably for that reason, the same, same reason I read Misery at like seven, but yeah. that's besides the point. I love The Silence of the Lambs. I love that movie. I went back and read the book as an adult because I found out through later years that, oh, it was actually based on a book. And it's really based on a lot of the actual writings of one of the FBI's first um, criminal profilers. And I forget the guy's name now. It's escaping me. But he also helped produce the My Hunter TV show that's on Netflix. So a lot of that movie is based on real life. And what makes the movie so terrifying is that people is the shit that people can do to each other and the shit that people like Buffalo Bill actually exist in the world. I mean, that movie is so... I mean, as a kid, obviously, it was crazy scary. But even as an adult, I mean, it's so out there. You're just like, you're grossed out. You're also intrigued by the mindset of this person. Like, you want to listen to Hannibal Lecter talk to you. Like, you really want to listen to him. He pulls you in. He's so captivating. And that comes from Anthony Hopkins' acting ability. But at the same time, like, the way him and Jodie Foster play off each other in that movie is just so well done. And then, of course, obviously, the craziness of, of Buffalo Bill and the whole, I post lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Like, this, that shit like, is creepy as fuck. And, like, the fact that people, like I said before, that people exist out there in the world that do that shit. And they do. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. That movie is terrifying. And if, if that's the case, in my book, that's a horror movie. Yeah. Whether you consider one or not, the movie is Absolutely. Horrifying. That's in there. That's, that's a horror movie for sure. Number six... For me, again, probably a movie I'll catch flack for, but I don't really care. I love this movie, and I love pretty much all the sequels that follow is Paranormal Activity. <laughs> I love it. I know it's, It crossed I, my mind. I know the first it's, one crossed I, my mind. Yeah, I know that it's cheap. I know that it's you know gaggy little scares and oh ooh, a door moved well, the first one was relatively scary i mean it was I, terrifying the first time i saw it because yeah. i was in theaters and it was just i had no idea what to expect and again we kind of talked about it with the blair witch last week where it was one of those found footage things and i remember the way they brought it to your theater is you had to vote it to come to your theater so their marketing behind it was was brilliant yeah, was you didn't get the movie unless your town or your local theater voted for it and then they would distribute it to there and then eventually they did a nationwide rollout but when I first saw it, you know, the tension that it was just in the theater was you could hear a pin drop kind of like um, kind of like a quiet place where yep. in the theater you didn't hear anything. And the bass was just yeah. oh yeah, it was just it, it would get me every time. And then we would catch these usually at the midnight showing. So driving home was just an absolute nightmare because, you, you know, the lights are off. We're in back roads in Massachusetts and it's just terrifying. Well, you know, it's an effective movie when I, I mean, I, we've got a mutual friend. I've got a friend that's a mutual friend, Dan, yeah. who watched that movie once with me and said he would never watch it again. Yeah, it's I, I my my friend Jimmy, he bought two or three on Blu-ray and we watched it once, lights off, music volume all the way up, and then he gave it to me and he said, I don't want to ever see this again. <laughs> he was just <laughs> terrified of it. But no, I think it was just is perfectly executed and it was it's very easy to kind of steal that concept and run with it and make a okay found footage movie and i know it's not the first to do it but it no but it's it, the first it, to have done it in a little while and they incorporated that found footage in a in a good way it's yeah, not just a camera I mean, shaky let's be honest it came out at a time 
when the paranormal not to say paranormal shows aren't still popular but at the time paranormal shows were very popular and i was sucked into like the ghost adventure every network had one and all that shit and it's effective because it's like oh this actually this could be real i mean yeah you kind of get that feeling a little bit even though you knew it wasn't because people claim to be haunted by things all the time and i i mean i to this day still claim to have seen ghosts at least one ghost before yeah so i mean mean, believe me or not yeah i'm not gonna change my opinion yeah don't don't judge me or whatever but yeah i don't hate that movie i thought about it wasn't gonna be my list only because like at that point I'd kind of been over found footage and I'm sure if I went back and watched it again I'd probably like it and be like oh, this is a fun movie but yeah I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't judge you for it yeah and, it's uh, you're not the only person that likes that movie. no yeah no that's for sure and it's cheap it's easy I get all of those and I think things I think for me it's one of those things where the sequels ruin it it's tough with the, because the sequels later are so ones. trash and they try to, to my, yeah and they try to opinion. incorporate the story much more than they needed to yeah you know I exactly they There's, were yeah they were okay I will rewatch two Three is a stretch, and then anything after that, seen, I don't... I mean, have they made more than... Yeah. They have? Yeah, they no. have. They made... Oh. And so they did four, which was like a webcam-style oh. one. It was like a neighbor. It was, you know, it, it's, it took all the good stuff well, from the first I mean, movies and like, mashed a bad like story. It's like I mean, we, we're sitting here complaining about it, but every horror genre... I mean, every horror movie usually has, yeah, has some sort of cash cow driven into the ground yeah. type. And, I mean, and, how many purges have they made? Yeah, and that's the thing is they make these so cheap that you make a movie for... You know, a couple million bucks, and it makes a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't you... say that Purge One was my favorite movie of all time, but I liked it. Yeah, the other Purges were garbage. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't judge you for that. It, I mean, I could see it being on a list. I mean, in my top ten, no, but yeah. I mean, I could see why you'd put it there. So for now, jumping up, we're finally breaking our top five oh, here. Top five. This so, is when it gets real. This I, is when I actually had to put an order. Yeah. So I think <laughs> I think this is where we'll probably come together because we haven't hit. Probably we've had, we've had one already. Yeah, we've had one hit. We haven't got to it yet on my list, so you'll see how far, I, how much I hold, hold this movie in regard. But I think this is where we'll start seeing similar movies. It'd be pretty cool. I hope we can get some in the same order. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so definitely. for five, I know that this one is not on your list because you mentioned it already. But for me, I have The Conjuring on there. Okay. Yeah, I knew. I knew you liked that. Movie, yeah, so. and again, I loved that. We talked about it previously, but I loved. I know we're in that haunting talk already from paranormal activity but the conjuring was that amityville style haunting that house haunting and again with those jump scares it's easy to do but it's hard to do correctly and i think that this movie just kind of nailed it the story aspect of it this is one of those series that i don't mind dragging on with sequels and spinoffs because you know it's not just a weird added story it's you know, real life, you know, quote unquote events that these two have gone through that can actually bring us a good movie. So it's not just like, oh, a sequel following this. It's like, no, it's these characters, but a whole different setting. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those that like, if you tell me you've seen a ghost, you tell me you've lived in a haunted house, or you're terrorized to go somewhere, or terrified to go ever go back somewhere because you've been terrorized by something that you can't explain. I'm not one of those to be like, ah, you're lying, you lying sack of shit. You're just yeah. trying to make Never money. Seen it. Don't. Yeah. Like, the whole Amityville horror thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not one to jump to conclusions like that. I mean, I, I will take you for your word and say, you know what? If you think you've seen something, you say you've seen something. Then you have. Then maybe you have. I mean, how can I tell you you haven't seen it? I mean, I wasn't there. Um, I love The Conjuring. Like I said, it, it was really hard for me not to put it on the list. Mm-hmm. I just, the ones that, the ones 
six to ten for me were too hard to take off of the list yeah. to replace it with one of them. So that's the only reason it's an honorable mention for me. But you're right. I mean, again, we'll go back to it. As we said before, James Wan is a master. Yep. He's sprinkled at, all in our, in master, our top ten. He's tens. a master at horror, and that's why you've seen him pop up more than once. I mean, uh, that movie had great acting. It, it was believable. It was shot great. There, there were good. There were there were effective jump scares. Like I said before, if they're effective, then they work. If they're not effective and they're forced, they don't work. No. And then you know, the only part about that movie that I think kind of draws back a little bit for me is just the the, the, the generic possession scene. Like, yeah, the I, ending. I mean, was I've just... seen so many generic possession scenes so far. So 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 it was a little anticlimactic. And, yeah, and the whole idea that. That what's his face there? The couple, um, Ed and Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine, yeah. That Ed was a, an ordained minister. I yeah. I didn't know that, and like he can do like exorcism. I, and I'm sure it probably it's true. I'm sure he really was, and he did, and whatever. But that movie, it was just very cliche. Felt a little too convenient. Point. A little too cliche for me at that point. But the rest of the movie is terrifying. The lead up to it is terrifying. Seeing these people be terrorized is believable. Like I, I, and I get it because you know I've never lived in a haunted house in that manner. But I, like I said, I've claimed, I, I claim. Whether you believe it or not, to see have seen a ghost in the old house I used to live in, which was a hospital back in like the 1800s. So, do they exist? Maybe. Who knows? But the movie was great, and I thought that you know it was worth it. But yeah, that's that. That's the only reason it wasn't on my top ten is because there were just certain things about it that was like, meh. Maybe not. It's, it's just that other movies had better. Yeah. Just better. So my t- my number five, and I don't know this this might be in your list. Maybe no, it won't be. Um, again, I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm stretching here, but. I went with Alien. Okay. The first Alien. Uh, sci-fi horror. Ridley Scott, excuse me. Uh, that movie changed my life. Yeah. When I Xenomorphs, saw it baby. Time. That movie, when I saw that for the first time, I was probably like 13, 12 or 13, watching it at a friend's house. We had bought it. We, we got it on DVD or on DVH, whatever the fuck copy, whatever it was. We sat down. We put it on, watched it in the dark. And that, I mean, that creature... That H.R. Geiger style, that, that that creation. They did an amazing job. The Xenomorph is, for me, the Xenomorph is, I would honestly say, third scariest bad guy in horror yeah. of all time. Yeah. And There's I would fight anyone that says, that, I'm, says, that says otherwise. Well, I wouldn't fight you. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> verbally. Verbally. I would verbally argue with you. The Xenomorph is terrifying. It's ter- more terrifying than Predator. He's more terrifying than... Um, yeah, what are you going to do to combat that? Aliens. I mean, I get the Predator's a badass. I understand that, but as far as horror, he's an action movie. He's not a fucking yeah. That's not a that's horror. Like, it's like saying Aliens should be on here. And although I love Aliens, it's not a horror movie. It's an no. action. Alien action One had that movie. more. Alien, had more of the horror aspect. Alien was a slasher in space and not Jason X. Yeah, like, in space, no one can sl- hear you it scream. Space, it was a space slasher, and that's really what it was. It it took what other slashers had done previously and said, let's put him on a space station or on a spaceship mm. where n- no one can save you. Yeah. And there's a murderous, terrifyingly quiet, brain-eating, dick-tongued fucking alien. <laughs> and <laughs> there's nothing you the can guy, do about that it. That will come out of the fucking vents and eat you alive. Like, that movie, again, changed my life. Like, I, I, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. Like, yeah, I watched that everyone's movie. Everyone's got those movies. And from that point on, I was a horror movie fan. Yeah, that one I didn't have on there, but it did cross my mind, and I, I, I danced on. Do I want to pop it in there? Do I not? I mean, so if we if we did like another sci-fi horror style list, it'd probably be my number one. Spoiler for mm-hmm. whenever we get to doing that. But again, for me, I, I mean, I guess in in a couple turns, you're gonna see one that again is 
just as much of a, a stretch as that, where it's like, is it really a horror? I mean, like, it's less of a stretch than Silence and uh, yeah. The Invitation. I'll, yeah. give it, I'll give you that. Yeah. Because it's definitely, to me, it's it, it's a horror movie. It is. It is. It's a horror movie yep. first and a sci-fi movie second. Yeah. Because it takes place in space and it's an alien, not a fucking dude yeah. with a knife. And the only reason it seems like a stretch is because of the secondary genre, where yeah. some of these are like just horror. But that was horror time, slash I mean, sci-fi, first, but it's but still horror nonetheless. The first time you've ever, you ever get to see a chess bursting yeah you're you, you're blown away you're like holy like you're so used to like all the kills being external this yeah. fucking thing grows inside your chest you. and then all of a sudden just out of nowhere you're like there and then and fucking like, chest oh. explodes <laughs> and like the story is that on that on the set they didn't tell the other actors that was going to happen yeah none of them knew that you get was the genuine happen. reaction and then you know william hurt goes onto his little fucking convulsions and his fucking chest explodes <laughs> like, like like they say that like when the girl gets splashed in the face of the blood that reaction she wasn't yeah, she that was a genuine reaction she had no idea they couldn't console her after they after they called cut on that scene <laughs> that movie is phenomenal like that this was... movie could have been higher in my list i think but obviously the four that i picked that i have above it just were that much better for me but that movie you're gonna find you're probably this is gonna be a recurring theme going forward is that every other movie from before we've heard from me were some sort of it changed my life in some way yeah. when it comes to and they all movies. they all seem for me the first you know 10 through 5 were all kind of meshed together mm-hmm. i feel like five through one are very, very differently like different yep. distinct for categories reasons, for reasons why you have money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, all right. So number four, this is where I put saw. Okay. I love saw. It's, it's amazing. It's... I love saw one. And again, I said it before when he, when he brought it up, we saw it together in the theater for the first time. And I've probably watched that movie 300 times since then. That movie, again, you want to talk about movies that changed horror for me. That movie told me that you couldn't do a movie and you can base it around literally like three, like one one dude, and then maybe five, four or five little side characters. side characters, I guess. Not say that they were side characters, but like you go into that movie, and the whole time you're like, this motherfucker, this yeah. dude in the fucking hospital guy who's <laughs> fucking, he's pissed off at the world. Yeah, it's or, him. It's got. Yeah, he's such a little fucking weaselly looking fucking rat yeah. dude. And then when you fucking come to the end of it, and he's got a tape, and you're like. No, no. <laughs> motherfucker! Don't do this to me. He's this got whole it. movie, I was like, no, you, you're telling me something, and then the the end of it, and then the music, the, the fucking build, uh, yeah. that ending scene, to, again, fight me. When he slams the, that, that door. That, that's that, that last scene with the music. As it as the music that swells build. and fucking. What's his name? The actor there. I forget the dude that helped make that movie. He was also the uh, 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 Winnell, Winnell, Lee Winnell. Um, the dude chained to the fucking tub. When he's screaming, like you, you, you feel it. Yeah. You feel his. He just went through it. all I of mean, this. Put yourself in that situation. You literally went all through all of this shit. You watch the dude you were in the room with, who played by off. Kerry Elwes, or you. I don't know how to say the last name, but awesome actor, amazing actor. Saws his fucking leg off, <laughs> and like to get out of there, and he's like, "I'll come back for you," and he yeah. like, crawls out of the room. He's in all the shit you're going through. You finally think you're you're done with it. You finally think you killed the bad guy. You're like, okay, good, the movie's nope. over. And it's not. Not even close. And they play the fucking tape. Yeah, and, you're and, like, it, and oh it's like my you're God. like, holy shit! Like this all comes. And together then the music now. swells. And that I mean that music that's so effective. When he throws that little shock. That, to that him at yeah, the end I mean too. that that movie. I mean that I mean, the music. The music in that scene is so effective. Like it just grows and grows yeah. and grows. He's screaming, and the fucking dude gets up off the floor. Fucking jigsaw yeah. gets off of the floor, and he goes, "You lose." He slams the door shut. 
I don't know if I I don't I don't know if I've seen a movie since then that ended in such an effective way that left me speechless. Like it's it's cliche and it's goofy to say it. It's about a horror movie, but that movie, like I don't I don't I don't know how I mean, you can tell in my voice how awesome that like how awesome I think that movie is. Like I I I'll go home and watch it tonight because I, I want to watch it. I'm gonna watch, pop on one of these. I may, I may watch time. it tonight just because it's still. I mean, 2004, so it's it's what it's. 16 years old or something like that. I mean, at this point, yeah, I can still watch that today for the 400th time and still get something out of it and still be taken by surprise and still be like, oh, damn, movie's amazing. And, uh, like, again, I keep going back to that last scene. That last scene is so, such a punch in the gut. Oh, no. Like, you just, like, because, like, the, the characters, they're all pieces of shit, to be honest with you. I mean, they really are all awful. Those are all, they're and, all but awful they're the, people. And that's why they're in that position. And that's why they're in the position. But they make you feel for those characters. You're like, I mean, as bad as a person, like, as bad of a fucking no, con artist you might be. They don't be, deserve or, this. You know, no. you're sleeping with another, you're sleeping around on your wife. Yeah, you're a, you're a piece of shit. But do you deserve to be fucking changed Shamed. into a tub? <laughs> and the fact that like the key to get off the get out was, was in attached, shit. it was in the fucking <laughs> in tub. used toilet with well, shit. But like yeah. at the end, you see that like when he when he in the, the very beginning he go, dropped it. He drops it. Well, the key goes in the train when he yeah. pulls the train out. And then like they go back to that. Yeah. It calls back to the beginning, and you're like, "Oh my god, they showed us this in the fucking beginning. We saw that happen in the beginning." And you're like, "It never occurs to you until the very end, where you're like, oh my god, like they could have, they could have gotten out. It was right there. Like, I mean, that, ruined I mean, it from the get go. I mean, that movie is. I don't know how much more I can say. That movie's awesome. If you haven't seen Saw, I don't know who you are. Like yeah. you're not even a horror fan. Like that movie, you have to do. And don't again. Like I do this. I do this a lot, and I try to try not to do it. And like I said it before, I try not to let sequels taint my view of the original because the other Saw Saw two wasn't bad. They're I'm not, I'm not they're they watchable. Terrible. Saw three was okay. We're kind of getting a little long in the tooth here, and then after that, it's like, all right, well, someone took over for Jigsaw, yeah, the guy or it's yeah. the girl or whatever. And, uh, all right, cool. But that first movie, like, you can't take that away from me. You can't take that away, I don't think, from you. I mean, that movie, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go to my grave still exclaiming how awesome that movie is 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years on the road. I mean, like... It definitely just, it, it created a whole different aspect or almost a subgenre yeah. of horror. And we're talking James Wan again. James yep. Wan, I mean... He's kicking around. Like I, said, I said when you brought it up, it, it, the whole movie, for the most part, takes place in one single room. Yeah, and you have two actors... And two actors. You no, know, because I'm not course, counting. I mean, yeah, you know, hot. What's his name, Michael? Oh, Tobin Bell. Tobin, Tobin Bell. Bell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tobin Bell. It's the fact that you had those, you'd lay in the middle of the room through yeah. all those scenes and not move. Yeah. Like holy, I mean, holy hell, holy hell. Like such a. I mean, I, I get that's a movie. I'm sure that they obviously might have been a dummy, but one yeah. shot. But I mean, like the idea that he had to lay there in the same position mm-hmm. and not move and not give away the fact that he was alive. And the very yeah, it's gotta be hard. There's just too many twists to count. At the end, that just like, again, blew it's one of those mind. movies that like and I don't want to keep harping on it. We've already <laughs> already gone too long for this month, this movie, but like it was the first time I'd ever sat in a theater and screamed no at the TV at the screen. Yeah, at the end, I was I verbally <laughs> out loud was like no nope. no <laughs> no not, do this to me. It can't end this way. But I don't know. Hats off to you, James Wan. I mean, and Lee Winnell. That movie, that movie blew me away. Blew me away, and it's still blowing me today. So number four was Saw for you. Yep. So my number four is The Shining. Okay. So we'll get to it. <laughs> All time classic. I figured it would be on your list Always at some point. I, I'm sure it's on everybody's list. It's just, you know, an all time classic. Again, like I said, I think my top five is have very different, distinct, almost styles. 
And if you're talking all-time horror, all-time classic, all-time rewatchability, for me, The Shining is on there. It's just so many different aspects of it that I love that haunted house-style story, which is why I think Conjuring is on there. I think Paranormal Activity is on there. That whole just mental aspect of horror is what mm-hmm. I just I love. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to give away too much about how I feel on it yet because yeah. we'll get there. But, but yeah, you're for right, me, for sure, that's why it's there. It's just not only movie. is the story great. Obviously, it was adapted from a book. From you know, you got well, King involved. Again, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. but yes, it was adapted. Air quotes adapted. adapted. But the acting was brilliant. It was just the imagery. Mm-hmm. It I was mean, Jack Nicholson at his best. Yeah, you just, I will say that to the blue in the face at his so, best. Those are the most iconic shots in horror. You have you know him after he acts through the door. You know the here's Johnny. You got the shot of the two twins. Mm-hmm. You have when he's oh, riding his visually, bicycle. Visually you have the hedge is, maze. Oh yeah. I mean, it's Stanley Kubrick. I mean, yeah. it's 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 such a quintessential Kubrick movie because it's so visually out there. It's so out there. So that's and we'll get to it. That's that's my take on it. We'll that's get, why we'll, it's we'll there. get to my take on it soon enough. So, so number three is kind of this might be my Alien, mm-hmm. where it's this might this might actually be the same one. It's not a. I'm interested. To I see guess you... full horror. Well, we'll see. At the time. When it came out, well, I don't know what it is. It's very horrific. I don't know what it it is. changed people's life about like the way they lived their it may life. Because the same one I have at three. I have Jaws. Oh shit! No, nah. <laughs> oh, all <laughs> right. We had a lot of build up Jaws, for that Jaws one. Is I didn't actually even consider Jaws. I like Jaws, but I'm not gonna get into it. It's, it's gonna start fights because it's not to me, like I don't think Jaws is as classic as everyone else says it is. But see, that's just yeah. Me. So for me, it's that weird. Is it really a horror movie? It is. I mean, it's horrifying. Yeah. That's so, what I call, and, like I said before, if, if it if it's scary and it horrifies you, then it's a horror movie. Yeah. And people in that in that time when that came out, it killed beach business. People did not go to the beaches. They didn't go to Martha's Vineyard. They didn't go to Maine. They didn't go to Cape Cod. It it, it changed how I mean, people it, acted it, it, just from a movie. It created the summer blockbuster. Yeah. It was the first. I mean, and this is true. This is a fact. It was the first summer blockbuster. It was the first time we had ever used the term. This Block. is a summer blockbuster. Yep. It is a movie that will bring people in in the summer because at the time, this is some movie movie facts and stuff like that. At the time, movies, I mean, they were they they're obviously a big thing, but like it wasn't one of those deals where like it drew a lot of people in all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. The summer was a dead time for movies. You're out doing stuff, and it was this was this was Spielberg's first like big big release. Mm-hmm. He had done other movies before, but this was his big like out like as far as I as far as I know, it's his, this was his like first real movie. movie. Yeah, like, and. And the way that they introduce the villain is very – it goes hand-in-hand hand with all the other horror movies where you just get a little taste yeah, all the way through the until the end when it's full-on, that's Jaws, Bruce, yeah. You got to crush it like Quinn. For me, like I think that falls on my one of my all-time favorite movies list, which is kind of why it, it seeped its way into here, and that's why it's so high. Again, if you didn't really grow up going to beaches and – Going the water, mm-hmm. it didn't. It might not have the same yeah. effect well, it on you. Doesn't resonate as much. Yeah, but going to you know, being from Massachusetts and spending a lot of my summers in Maine, that whole beach aspect, and this is where that movie is, you know, quote unquote, takes place. Amity is, you know, kind of just a a knockoff version of Martha's Vineyard. And for those of you that went, they went, what Maine? Yes, Maine has beaches. Yes, it's cold, but there's beaches. They have beaches. And it's called Wells and Old Orchard Drake's Beach Island. Yeah, Drake's Island. but we get. And there are, on rare occasions, shark sightings up there. There are great whites that, depending on how the weather in the ocean is and the currents or, you know, whatever, if the temperatures are right, they do come up there. And for us, since it's such out of the ordinary, it's a little bit harder for us to react. You know, if you come down to some of the beaches on 
Florida, where there's just sharks present, it's kind of something that you're used to. Up there, we don't know how to react to that. That's just a whole new world for us. So for me, Jaws is up there. I had to give it its due. I love that movie. I saw it this past weekend. Every 4th of July, that's that's when you have to watch it. It's just an all-time classic for me. And that's just what it is for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And again, this is what I love about this 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 the, the whole, whole different, listing yeah. thing. Is it like, I can see your side of it. And, and, and don't take this as, I don't like Jaws. I like the movie. I just don't like it anywhere near enough to say it would ever be top near 10, a top 10, top, top 50. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like I, I like Jaws. Don't get me wrong. It's just... You look for other things yeah, in I, that I don't know. And, and maybe part of it is, like you said, like I didn't really spend my life going to Maine. I mean, we went to Maine with you once yeah. in a while as kids. But, like, it wasn't we weren't like, on the beach a lot. Yeah, you were there every weekend. Yeah. I didn't go every all the time. And I didn't. I don't like beaches. I don't yeah. like going in the beach water just in general. So yeah. it's like... Uh, that horror doesn't yeah, resonate with you. it doesn't really you. resonate with I can. I, I understand the fear. I mean, yeah. I, I, the fear is... I, I would say the fear of being eaten by a gigantic fucking animal is mm-hmm. probably a pretty widespread fear. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I like the movie. I just... I, I'm not a fan of it enough to say that. Yeah, you know, I would put it on a list. Yeah. Now I'm interested to see your three because when I was going through, when I was prefacing mine, you were excited and said that there was kind of maybe not similar, but it, I was kind of leading that way. So I'm curious to see what your three is now. Okay. <laughs> my third. The reason I got kind of excited because you said that this is kind of like my alien. Yeah. So I thought you meant was, like sci-fi. Oh, so I, I, I meant on that where it's kind so of I like a sub-genre. I wonder if you even consider this movie. And the funny thing is, is the next two movies are the same director. Okay. If that tells you anything. My my number three, and it's a remake, so it's not the original. Yeah. If that tells you anything, it is a sci. It's another sci-fi alien horror type movie, but it takes place on Earth. Earth, very remote location on Earth, and you don't see the. You don't see. You don't really actually see what it is, just what it becomes. I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> so my number three. Not to leave it any longer, but is the thing yep. from nineteen eighty two the the John Carpenter the thing? So it's a remake of Howard Hawks' The Thing from Outer Space, and that's the one everyone knows. That's so that's the good one. So so the reason I I bring I say I say remake only because I'm I'm not being coy. It is a remake in in theory, but it is not the same movie. The thing from outer space is a completely different type of movie. Yeah. If you've ever seen it, it's a good movie. He just took the eye, the I mean, concept. It's, for, for, it, it, it's one of those campy 50s movies where you're like, oh, I can watch it as a joke. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, gonna get, I'm not getting scared or anything like that, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cute 50s attempt at horror. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, at the time, I'm sure it was terrifying. It was like, it was like the movie with the giant ants. Like, they live or whatever the fuck yeah. it's called. The thing from 1982 is like Alien, one of my favorite sci fi movies, not only mm-hmm. horror, but sci fi movies of all time. I'm a Kurt Russell junkie. Mm. I love Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is... I want Kurt Russell to be my granddad. Like, I love <laughs> Kurt Russell that much. I wish I was Peter Cole. Especially the Santa Claus movies that he made on <laughs> well, Netflix. I, hey, my kids have watched that. They I have watched take. those movies. I love that movie. I love the idea that it creates in the sense that you don't know who the bad guy is. You don't know You don't know what the thing is. That, that's the whole point of the movie. Is that, like, the thing is obviously some sort of alien that was released from the ice, which had been crashing out of there for years. And then it just starts evolving or taking the, the form of each, you know, each one of them and killing off, you know, each or each person in on the base. Uh, if you I mean, if you haven't seen the thing, I mean, again, what are you doing? Yeah, that's, I mean, that movie is so classic. It's so it's, such, it's so classic John Carpenter. And it was really John Carpenter's first um, real foray into just effects. Like that was this first time where he could be like, I've got enough budget to just 
go nuts. I think it's been so long that I've seen it is the only reason why I... It's still effective. It's I just have Those effects still... I mean, not to cut you off. Yeah. Those effects still hold up today. Yeah, and I think because I haven't watched it so recently was the only reason I didn't mention it. Had I watched it last week, mm-hmm. it would probably be in my top three as this, well. And well, this is why it's a top three movie for me. It sticks in my head. Yeah. I own it on DVD. So always, I haven't watched always it. Think I haven't it. watched it in, in probably a couple of years now at this point. I know. Again, it's hard for me to watch horror movies with the kids and stuff, but I'm, I'm going to go home and watch, it, and watch that tonight. I, yeah, instead of I, I love the thing. I love that movie so much that, it's, again, it, it, we said it when we started, like, Part of what puts it on the list for me is just I've, I, I can it's so rewatchable for me, just because like if you're a gore fan like you love gory movies, check it out. I mean it's it, it, talk about it's this is a very goopy movie. <laughs> it's a lot of goop in this movie, and just the effects that they were able to pull off in for 82, that time was just 82. yeah, and they still stick too, which yeah. is not it's I mean, not the one that, that's like, like there was goop. technology then, but like how real I mean, when the dude's head fucking separates from the guy's body and becomes this like little alien spider thing that was horrifying terrifying it's still even scarier today and the thing the noise it makes when he fucking lights it up yeah it's, and it's like Aah! like that movie i mean fuck them and fuck the dog thing <laughs> yeah like that dog when it when it those poor puppies like i feel so bad for the dogs like it's like it's like grats it with its like tentacle things and sucks the dog i mean that movie it's 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 as gross as it is scary and again and that's what i love about it it's it's not gross for the sake it's not hostile which is which is a gross score gore, gore. it's just gross for the sake of being gross and like that's not a movie for me. That's just like how much can I push on the rating board and not get an X rating or not get like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean like that's to me like, where's that NC seventeen rating? Right, but like yeah, I mean you go back and watch the thing today in twenty twenty. That movie is almost forty years old, and wow, yeah, it just yeah, it holds up so well. And again, Kurt Russell's the fucking stud. I love Kurt Russell. Which by the way, if you've seen the movie Overlord. The German movie, yes. The, the German movie that takes place in yeah, World War Two. Yeah, it's like a zombie horror movie, like war movie. His son plays the lead, not the lead, but he plays like the mm. leading uh, uh, one of the mains. Yeah, the dude with the beard. That's that's yeah. his, that's his son Oliver. Oh, okay. I think his name is Oliver. And like you watch that movie and you're like, holy shit, that's like a baby Kurt Russell. That's so <laughs> weird. And you look it up, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why. It is. Kurt that Russell. is why. Well, I, had, I had to look it up because like, why does he sound like Kurt Russell so bad? And then I was like, oh, it's his son. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, but getting back to it, I love the thing. If this hasn't been enough of a glowing review for you to go check it out, if you haven't seen it, like, my God, go see it. Please go watch it. And actually, we'll get to it. John Carpenter kind of foreshadows the movie a little bit in one of his other movies. Mm. And we'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. All right, well, I guess that minute's going to happen right now. <laughs> so my number two film, like I said, it's the same director, so it's another John Carpenter film, so I'm sure you know where I'm going with it. Oh, this. yeah. It's the only slasher on my list. Well, outside of Alien. Uh, and I guess you can consider Saw kind of a slasher, but uh, it is the only slasher because, for me, it is the beginning and the ending of what a slasher should be, will always be, and it really changed the genre, or changed the changed that specific subgenre because it wasn't the first slasher. Um, I'll get to it. It's Halloween from 1978, John Carpenter's first movie, made on a budget of, I think, $40,000. <laughs> Shoestring budget. Um in the middle of California, of in the summer of California, made to look like some random town in Illinois in the middle of fucking fall. Haddonfield. That movie, I mean, Halloween, if you haven't seen me animate, if you haven't seen how animated I am already, this movie, this movie changed even more so than what the other two have. What I, 
basically just shaped what I enjoy. I mean, like, I love horror movies because of Halloween. Yeah. Halloween, Michael Myers, he's the one slasher bad guy, the one bad guy in horror that I think um, is so recognizable. I think he's mo- even more recognizable than Jason, even more recognizable than, than Freddy, even more recognizable than Leatherface, even more recognizable than any of the other slashes you can think of. Yeah. It's just because he's, it's still relevant. He's still... Oh, yeah. His movies are are actually still pretty successful. You know, you had Rob Zombie take over for a little bit, and now they're doing the ones with Jamie Lee Curtis, which is, they're, they're really good. It's just, it's a weird aspect where it's like, eh, forget all the others. These are direct right. sequels, right. And but ha- they're, they're and great Halloween, movies. And again, you can disagree with me if you want to, but Halloween is the only slasher horror franchise where the sequels, for the most part, do not ruin the legacy of the original movie. No. I think, unfortunately... Friday the 13th is ruined a little bit by its later sequels. Mm-hmm. Nightmare is ruined by its later sequels. Yeah. Because they were all trying to do... There's a couple good ones, Halloween but nothing did. like what Halloween had. I mean, Mustafa Akkad, the producer that kind of fought for these movies, he was he was a bastion for this for the yeah. genre. He's, he helped get these made. You, you took a William Shatner mask, you spray-painted it white, cut the eyes out. And called out, it a day. And called it a day. And, and now it's and the most the, iconic thing. And he's thing. the scariest, most iconic slasher in the subgenre. And it's just so simple. It's so simple. And that's that, all you need. All, all that movie is... Is a dude in a jumpsuit stalking teenagers, and it's music. Yep. The music creates all of the tension, and that was made by John Carpenter. John Carpenter went yep. sat in a room and, and, and produced Just it because he had no money. It. He yep. couldn't. Uh, they couldn't hire somebody. Yeah. So he this did was, it. This was a you know a wild three point shot. This was a hail mary for right. them. I mean it, it, that 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 theme is it's the same as the or or um. The, the the shrill sound whenever Leatherface appears. They all have that, but I don't think that they're as effective as the Halloween music. The no. Halloween music, when that comes on, you're like... You know what's going to happen. You know what's happening. and like it's Michael's it's, going to town. Yeah, He's feasting. I mean, it's one of those movies where it's remembered for being the bloodiest film of all time or one of the bloodiest films of all time. There's no blood in it. There's not a single... Out, there, no, there, there, there is There is one scene... With his actual blood, just in that first one when, he's, no. when he kills his sister. Well, the, all right, so there's that too, kind of. It's, yeah. on, it's on the knife, but the actual when he when he kills um, he kills Lori's friend in the car when she goes out to to, to for whatever to go. She was gonna drive over to, to Lori's house. Or something. Yeah. I forget where she was going exactly. Oh, she was going to meet her boyfriend. Duh. He kills her in the car. There's a there's a there's a small snippet of blood that hits the window. Yeah. That is the only blood outside of the knife that in the beginning that happens in this movie. But you remember the movie being so bloody. But yeah, it isn't. It's just all the stat. It's, it's just the it's killing. Just, it's, and you, you don't even really see a ton of it. Like, a lot of the killing is off screen. Some of it, anyways. Like, when he... You just arrive he, and see the well, dead bodies. Yeah, when, he, when he stabs the blonde girl's boyfriend, you don't see him stab him. You just see him go like this, and, and, he's, and he's hanging on the You see wall. the body, like, kind and of then, move and up. Then the, uh, the actor, uh, Nick... Um, I forget his last name. The guy who played, who played, who played Michael in the first one, who played the, the shape, because he wasn't Michael Myers yet. Just the small mannerisms that he was able to, to put into that character made it really effective. Like when he killed the boyfriend and he kind of just tilted his head like a dog. Just yeah. a little bit. You're like, so eerie. holy shit. Like this dude, like like the character is, he's obviously a, he's a broken soul, first yeah. of all. He's just a, he's a broken person. The darkest eyes. And he's just really the dark. The devil's and, eyes. And, 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 and then and they talk about Loomis. Talk yeah. about Dr. Loomis. I mean, holy crap. Like Dr. Loomis, mm-hmm. Donald Pleasance. I mean, that, that character. I mean, and he was the only one that like, stayed consistently Consistent, throughout yep. the series and I think that's what ties that series so well together it's unlike the, the others is that it 
He doesn't rely there, just on the slasher to carry yeah, that movie. That movie constant. is more about Michael. There's a storyline to it. It's Michael, it's Laurie, it's Dr. Loomis, and it's that, that triangle. That dynamic. That holds that yeah. together. Now, granted, you could argue that the sixth movie was ugh. The seventh movie was ugh. Resurrection was ugh. Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I mean, Buster Rhymes. I loved it. <laughs> it was a cool little cause. It was fun. Talk it's about, fun. I'm not going to talk about the sequels, but... That might be my number one. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you never... <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would die. I'd probably laugh. Halloween Resurrection. My two and one is Jason X and <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. Resurrection. Um, but, yeah, but, but again, none of the sequels are so bad that I'm like, I couldn't watch those again. Yeah. I, I mean, when they were... When they, I'll pop on anyone. When they announced the... A few years back, they announced the... Blu-ray set, the complete Blu-ray set mm-hmm. of all of the movies outside of obviously the recent one. I pre-ordered it because I'm like, there's no way there's going to be copies of this left. I mean, it no, comes in yeah. a collector's box. I, I pre-ordered it for like $200. Kind of find out like a year later, there's still copies of like 50. <laughs> but I don't give a fuck. I'm that big of a fan of Halloween I need it. that I had to buy it. Yep. I had to have it. I still have it. I, have, I mean, I love that movie. I mean, I don't, know what's this, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you've got other thoughts on it, but I, I love Halloween. I love the original Halloween. I love how it altered what slashers were it wasn't the first slasher but it was the first one that did it right yeah it changed it that's for sure so for number two i think i fell a little bit into that recency bias that's fine where i have it okay on there okay the first I, one i'm gonna go first one okay. if i have the second to one wasn't good yeah if i have to pick just one I mean, Obviously, you can, you chapter one, them. but I would, I would kind of smash it together I, all as one. It's our podcast. We yeah. give a fuck. There yeah. are no rules. So I would smash it all together because it is one storyline. It, it mm-hmm. is one cohesive story. Obviously, one is much better than two. I love the, the actors that they chose for one. The you know the kid from Stranger Things, whatever his name is, like Wolf. Yeah, that I mean, uh, Wolfheart. It's got um, some badass metal name, but yeah, Finn Wolfheart. Yeah, the casting was brilliant. They didn't destroy the story that we knew and love. It made it a lot creepier with the technology that they have the cgi all that cool stuff they were able to create that fear and that creativity that it as a character it was set to portray and it was just done in such a brilliant way i love that story just the book itself the old version with tim curry was a great story but then when they came out and said we're redoing it we're blah 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 and then we saw that first trailer. We saw the logo with just like the little hand holding out the balloon. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. The scares again, kind of like those very like jump scaries, but it's not. Yep. It's not jumps of just something popping out at you. It's a sound. It's mm-hmm. you know the balloon popping in the sewer. You have the kid being mm-hmm. chased by the librarian with like the little Easter egg things with in that aspect. There's so many little scares in the way it it builds the story. As I, I'm a sucker for like those kid focused movies you know outside of horror even still i love like like goonies and um like super eight where yep. just i love those cast i love oh, having yeah. kids well, i mean that's why there. stranger things is so popular it's 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 a good ask it's a good way to build around like a story because they get they don't have all the answers to fight these problems they're not you know even adults you find out in chapter two they don't have the answers still but it's that are they they might not be fully scared by it they don't fully understand it they're very vulnerable yep so the casting was perfect and i just i i could go on for a while and we are getting we're stretching it a little bit um, long here but i think people are gonna listen all the yeah, way through I yeah I mean, we're, we're closing that. on a number one but num but for me just it one and two oh, smash yeah. it together if I, not just chapter one is fine but uh, iconic I, i'm a stephen king great. 
I'm a Stephen King nut. I've said it before. If you, at this point, you're all probably tired of hearing it. I love Stephen King. Yeah. I've read oh so much Stephen King. <laughs> I love the first it movie. And this movie, I think, just does so much justice for it, where we finally have the capabilities of portraying mm-hmm. what it actually is. Yeah, and again, nothing. I'm not taking away from Tim Curry's performance because Tim Curry was a phenomenal Pennywise. Tim Curry is a weirdo, and I love it. I love how just weird roles he put, he puts himself he, he went he went and put himself in, but that but yeah, it's different. It's oh, just, yeah. it's a different yeah, version yeah, yeah. of it, and I, just, I like I, I you love, can like both. I love how balls to the walls they went when it comes to the scariness. Just of it. terrifying, and that's what I wanted because like the book to this day it's my favorite Stephen King book. Yeah, I mean I love it. I, I mean, love the book. I there was love, no giant orgy scene, but you no, know, but I mean not <laughs> saying that that's, I wanted everything. Down there from the book. Um, the blood was fine, was yeah. funny, fine. But uh, yeah, I, I love the first one. The second one, I was not as blown away by. I, I can, I, I liked it for being to end to, to that conclusion. To, to conclude it, yeah. Um, but you're right. I don't, I don't like. It was the same with the the TV movie. I preferred the one with the kids because the kids, yeah. to me, is a better story. It's more vulnerable. There's more to believe. There's more believable. Mm-hmm. Get a bunch of adults together. They fucking can't, can figure it out. Can't get out of their own fucking head. Yeah, I mean, you, like, it's. Don't get me wrong. The acting was awesome. I yeah, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, they had a Bill Hader, James McAvoy, yeah. Yeah, and the way that they cast them, and it's cool because like they cast them in ways that they actually do resemble the kids. It wasn't a stretch. Oh right, yeah. So it was. They nailed that one. I I didn't think anybody fully expected Bill Hader to pull off a horror movie, well, but yeah, he had I his mean, comedy. Yeah, I mean he was. Have you seen he Barry? Was the shithead kid. I mean, Barry, he's he's in Barry on HBO, and that's kind of the same way. He kind of plays like a serious, funny guy. He's perfect, Richard. To- perfect, Richie Tozier. Yeah, and that's who he was. I mean, he embodied that smart character. mouth. You know, yep. and it was just a great, a great casting. And like we said, I we could go on and on and on, but I think everything down the line on this movie checks the list of being an all time great for me. Oh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I I can see that one. I I didn't consider it for my list only because I think like you said I was kind of trying to not be super recent with it, but I also think as good as it is, I don't think it can crack my top ten with the others that I have on there. Yeah. All right, so number one, here we go. So number one, for me, I said I wasn't going to put these on my list, (laughs) but we just talked about it. It's Halloween, 78. That's my number one. For me, personally, that has the most rewatchability for me. It's the most iconic, and I tried to not talk about it as much when you were, because well, I didn't want to blow fine. that yeah, aspect I, I, no, of no, it. No, it's fine. It's the reason why it's at number two for me, because it's, it really came down to which of the two that I have, that one and the one I have left, which you probably already guessed what it is, but it was really neck and neck, because yeah. again, Halloween, like you said, is just iconic. So for me, I just, I could rewatch this any day, and like you, you hit on the sequels, don't ruin it for you, and I think that's kind of why... I edged off Friday the 13th from my list, whereas I love the character and I love the series and, you know, at Horror Nights, I love the houses and it's it's brilliant. But Halloween itself, as just a movie, not a overall series, Halloween 1 is, for a movie aspect, yep. all the way through from start to finish, something that can captivate me and, and reel me in for that amount of time I mean, it, it's easy it's easy to to see why i mean look at friday the 13th the first friday the 13th the, the thing that the series is known for isn't even in that movie yeah Jason's there is no jason the in that and then movie. two he doesn't have the mask but when you think friday the 13th all you think about is jason and the yeah. hockey mask but he didn't get the hockey mask till three yeah so it takes a little bit of a build for that character right. whereas halloween is just it, it throws you right in that first shot where it's just that long they don't cut it they the one, just the one the one shot yep yep 
that was kind of like a unseen, undone thing at the time. And it was just from there on out, you don't need to know much about the story. You know a little bit about the character. And it's the stuff they add in later throughout the series, you know, that they're brother-sister, yada, yada. That's fine. The characters of Loomis, Michael Myers, and Laurie Strode, that's all you need. Every single August, I flip on this movie. This is the first Halloween movie that I watch every year. I mean, I... When I do my Halloween a thon and I watch a bunch of movies it's from like number September one. to November, I watch that movie more than once. It's the first thing you pop on. I it is so movie. easy to watch. You know, you could watch it fully, you could have it as background. It's just it hits I mean this is yeah everything it, it for hits me. every I mean to be honest, it hits on everything it does it hits. The like I said before, but the sound and the, the sound design and the music. The yeah. that happen hits every time like yeah. something happens. Like you hear that and you're like Nah, nah. You, you, you pierce perk up because like something's gonna something's happen. going on. That's that's your cue. Yeah. So for me, between us talking about Halloween already, number one, that's that took it home for me. That was my number one. I'm, and I'm with you with it. I mean that again. Like that I was said, the closest one we had. Well, I think yeah. Could very well have been my number one too. And I and I honestly, I think at first it was gonna be my number one, but the more I thought about it, this one took the cake. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Halloween's awesome. I've played Michael Myers for Halloween like seven or eight times. <laughs> yeah. Ben Michael Myers. I love Michael Myers. Michael Myers is my kindred spirit, other than the fact that I'm not a fucking serial killer. Psycho killer, murderer. I just, yeah, I mean, for all the slashers in the genre, he is... The king. The king. He's the godfather. He is the king. And the fact that we haven't had a Michaels versus anybody shows to you that I want you for, cannot touch him. I love those like little collab. I want to see Freddy versus Jason versus Michael. Michael. I, I They're stupid. I know they're stupid, but God, I love I love Freddy Michael, versus Jason. Michael's king. I don't give up. I mean, he, 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 he doesn't have the size of... Yeah. He doesn't have the size of Jason. He doesn't have the wits of Freddy, but he's got the relentlessness. Yeah. He's he's, he's the dark unstoppable. soul. Unstoppable. He's the only. He's really the unstoppable. He is the devil. Yeah. Without a possession, I mean, he's the go, devil. Go through all the Friday Thirteenth sequels. How many of them have Jason physically in it? Yeah. Two, Not as three, four, and then there's one where his spirit is taking over other people. Yeah. And that's who's killing people. Like Michael. Outside of Halloween Three, which by itself that was on my honorable mentions that awesome I didn't talk about movie. I wanted to put that on here as a yeah. separate topic, but I didn't want to put wanna two. Drag on. Right. I didn't want to put two Halloween. But Halloween Three. I don't care what anybody tells you. Halloween it's Three is an awesome movie great, by itself. Great. It doesn't movie. have to have include because the idea was that they didn't want to keep doing Michael movies. They it was going to be different a, things. Yeah, it was going to be an anthology series. But Halloween. they realized that Michael was what drove that series yeah. and it would be popular. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I love I love Michael Myers. I, I I could go on and on about it. All right, so the last one is Seamus's number one, and we've already talked about it. You had it on your list. I said, hold on, we'll get yeah. it there. My number one horror movie of all time is The Shining. Yeah, I saw that um, one coming. Again, I love Stephen King. I don't know how much more I can tell you that without people starting to like want to hate me. I love Stephen King. I love The Shining, and the hilarious thing about it is The Shining, the movie. Stephen King hates it. He's very much on record saying he hates the movie because it is, I said before, a quote-unquote adaptation of the book. It's called The Shining, and it uses elements from the book, but it is very much its own thing. Yeah, It is a Stanley Kubrick movie. So if you're not prepared for that going in, and if you don't know what I mean, go watch a couple of Stanley Kubrick movies, and you'll, you'll know what I'm talking 2001 about. 2001 Space Odyssey. Watch yeah. yeah, exactly. 2001 Space Odyssey. Stanley Kubrick is so much a unique director that when you watch his film, you know that it's him. Mm-hmm. And The Shining is no different. And The Shining, to me, is, out of everything I've listed, the most watchable and rewatchable movies mm-hmm. 
that I, and I think that I've ever seen. I can watch that movie three times in a row on and, the same day yep. and still and enjoy find new stuff. Still cue in time. on different things. There's it's great. Always something to find. There's always something to look at. There's so many theories about that movie. It's just it's insane. There's a whole movie about the Explaining theories it. of the movie <laughs> called Room Two Thirty Seven. If you haven't seen that, go watch that. I love The Shining. I love how beautifully it's shot. How the wide shots, the close up shots, the the just the imagery, the interactions between. Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall and the little Danny Torrance, I forget the actor's name, but to watch that movie and to put yourself in the shoes of first the little boy who has a power he doesn't understand, talking the to magic. A, talking to his imaginary friend, which in the movie they really don't go much into, but in the book it's actually like a spirit that he talks to essentially. They kind of touch a little bit on Doctor Sleep. They touch on there. it a little bit in Doctor Sleep. But obviously not as in not as in depth in that movie. I think although I like Doctor Sleep, don't get me wrong, I love that movie, but not anywhere near the list. Yeah. Um, but The Shining, I know I understand that Stephen doesn't like it because it doesn't really take. It really kind of took liberties with his source material. But it's one of those things where I love the movie. I love the book. I mean, it's also yeah. my second. There are two different Stephen versions King of book. the same. And thing, exactly, you know? like I love Stephen King's story, but I love the direction that Stanley Kubrick took it in. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely adore the direction that he took it that he took it in being a Stephen King caliber of person when you have that pedigree of everything when somebody takes your stuff and kind of plays with it a little bit I can see where his ego might be yeah, like I, I don't fault Stephen for feeling the way he no, feels no. I mean I get it you sell your you sell the rights to your story and then they it don't gets, use your story yeah. I get it I get where he's coming from on top of that but he has to understand he has to look at it we could do a two hour podcast just breaking just the shining the shining yeah that's how there's that's how much is in that be a future future episode i mean but just just for this episode i mean we're already almost two hours long but (laughs) the simple fact of just how effective that that movie for me it's all acting yeah it's all acting in that movie is what really drives it not obviously the visuals too yeah it's just Jack Nicholson watching Jack Nicholson play a character losing his mind, slowly it's losing his mind. Terrifying. And the insane things. There's so many insane things about that movie. Just you don't catch until you go back and rewatch it a bunch of times. And even then, you might not catch. Yeah, it. the stuff in he's the reading background. Reading a Playgirl magazine yeah. at the beginning of that movie. <laughs> when he's waiting to be meet, to be met the the For hotel the manager, he's reading a Playgirl. Yeah. Now you can say that oh that was just kind of thrown in there, but but it was done for a reason. But but I mean Kubrick didn't do yeah. things just to, to for do random. Them. Yeah. Like, the, that, there's so many fucked up weird shit in that movie that you don't catch on the first time, you, the second really don't time, catch the third time. Like they don't, they don't overtly, overtly say anything about it. But you can make the case that there's a, there's one theory. There's, you can make the case that he was, you know, Jack was sexually abusing Danny. Mm-hmm. He's reading a Playgirl magazine. You know, he there, there's very weird things that happen within scenes mm-hmm. between the two of them. That could lead you down that rabbit and there's, hole. There's, there's, there's a lot of like there's just so many ways you can go with the movie and. Again, not one of those things where it's outwardly. I don't think it's outwardly scary. No, it's more. It's just creepy. But it's dread. It's just. It's just so much dread in it. It's yeah. very much a lot of dread, a lot of creepiness about it. The fact that it's a big open hotel, you know, vacant. I mean, it might I mean, powers out, yeah. storms there. There's no one right. coming to you. It, there's that. I mean, there's there's so many iconic scenes too. Obviously, the hey, here's Johnny, like yeah. that whole scene with the axe, and like that's scary. And Shelley Duvall plays such, like such a pain, and she's like, you feel so bad for her because she's like. Just tormented. She, she, she plays with that, that tormented wife who doesn't know what the hell's going on. Her husband's going nuts. Or has gone nuts. She has he's nowhere to go. He's trying to kill her. She's, she's, I, I love Shelley Duvall in that movie. And a lot of people take her to task for it because she feels so limp-wristed in it. But I feel I, I, it's so it works so well for me. I love her in that movie. And I love Jack in that movie. And, you know, the scene in, in the in the bar where he's talking to Lloyd. Hey, yeah. Lloyd. And, like, 
I feel a little bit light, Lloyd. Like, what can you do? You can, yeah. Your, your credit's still good here. Yeah. You know, Each scene is just towards. like a masterpiece on it's itself. It's such a masterpiece. That movie is so well made, so well shot. I don't know how much more I can talk about it. I, it again, Very deserving of a number one. Please watch The Shining. It's, it, it, it will always be my number one. This is the one thing about my list that will never change. Yeah. I don't think that, I mean, I could be wrong, but there will never be a movie in my lifetime, I think, that, that hits that spot. That will ever be, will ever take, will ever take the spot. Right? And the length of it, too, is good because it's, it's a longer style movie. It is a longer movie. But, but it doesn't feel it. Right. And it's a little, I mean, you could say it's a little bit of a slow burn, but it, I don't think so. I think, yeah. I think it hits you right off the bat. I think you kind of know where you're going with it when you first get into it. But yeah, I mean. And everything has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Every shot, every scene, yeah. it's, it's all meticulously placed there. Right. for a specific reason and it does its job perfectly yeah no that's for sure so that is my list i hope some of you go and watch some of the ones that you haven't seen yet yeah. um if you have any thing if you think you if you think we missed anything leave us leave us a comment on the facebook group yeah um if you think we anything we should check out leave a comment for us yeah facebook um, Instagram. if you think we're crazy tell us we're crazy that's <laughs> yeah. fine i'd love to hear the feedback on these lists we will post the lists in their entirety probably on saturday or so once the pod drops and let us know what your favorite movies are. Did we miss some? Did you agree with our list? Did we nail it? Are we way off? What have you? Until next time, hopefully... There'll be some HHN news. Yeah, hopefully time. we got some HHN news. If not, we're just going to kind of we'll come up with different up. little concepts. Else. If you like this idea of lists, if you liked last week's idea of conceptualizing Horror Night concepts based off of movies, mm-hmm. eras, decades, whatever, even just gag ones that might not even be horror-related, but a Horror Nights event... Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Again, remember, like us, share us, all that good jazz. And um, hopefully next time when we come to you guys, we will be talking some HHN news. But until then, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.